live from New York is what we would have said <laughs> if we had recorded a podcast while we were together in New York, which we so should have done. But anyway, okay. No. We should have um, just recorded the entire four days. Like I know, honestly, like just epic. reality TV styles. Um, welcome everybody to Muscle Science for Women. We're your co-hosts, Ashley and Rachel. Super happy you're here. Um, we figured that this would be a good, well, we've got some things to talk about, but we wanted to do like a recap of New York first because it was super fun. We may have done a little bit of work, not much, um, but it was really like cool. It was, yeah. But it's so funny because literally there were, there were like 20 different times we were together for like three days and there were like 20 different times that we were like, Oh, if we were recording this, it would have been not just cause it was like entertaining. Cause I think we're pretty entertaining, but because we actually talked about like health and fitness stuff a lot as we, as you would imagine, cause we're nerds about this stuff, but you know, we talked about personal stuff. We talked about like life stuff. And then we'd eventually as always kind of just get back to fitness and nutrition stuff. And I'm like, man, this would have been so helpful. And I think it shows too the difference in like the difference in communication when you're just in the same room with somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you're just talking. It's too bad. Yeah. Cause like, I think we do a really good job, you know, being across the continent from each other and just like looking at each other's faces on zoom, <laughs> but it just was like, it was just better and more fun when you're in person, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was just awesome. And I was talking this morning. So yeah, I'm, um, just to preface this, I'm a little, uh, hopped up on some caffeine today, a little bit too much. Um, but I was Pumped. talking to Brie this morning. Um, and she, the reason I'm popped up on caffeine is cause I had like a cup of coffee before I went and then like, she got a, a Celsius, you know, the energy drinks and then we like okay. shared it. And I was like, this is not a good idea. Like I haven't had this in a long time. And yeah. So now I'm here just like kind of breaking out, freaking out a little. No, um, I'll channel my inner inner calmness. But anyway, she was like, so was it weird? Like seeing Ashley in person for like the first time, li literally the first time that we like became friends. Cause when we first yes. saw each other in person, we, that was the first time we ever met. Like yes. we weren't even like friends. acquaintances. We didn't know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe like we heard of each other like once in passing. Yeah. Um, and she was like, was it like weird? Like the first time you kind of saw each other in person. And I was like, literally no, no, <laughs> like there was all. no weirdness. There was no like, uh, like awkward vibes or anything. It was just like, no. Hey, what's up? Like, I feel like I, you sit next to me every day and we, yes. just, yeah. So yeah. I thought that was cool as I thought back on it. It was, it was amazing. And, but also like, that's why I think these things are so important because we could keep doing this from afar forever and it's great and it's fine. But like, again, I feel like we're better friends now after spending three solid days together. And I think we know each other better. Like I recorded something probably when this goes live, it'll already be a reel on Instagram, but I recorded like a, you know, get to know each other thing where we, oh, yeah. you know, one of those stupid things that people put on TikTok or whatever. That's like, oh, who's like the more whatever, who does this or who does that? Yeah. And we, I feel like we actually probably knew each other pretty well, again, considering that we are never in the same place. But anyway, yeah. it was so fun. We got to work out together, not as much as maybe it would have been great, but like we were in New York, we had other things to do. And <laughs> like eat food, like eat food. And we walked like 18,000 steps a day, which was good for me because again, I've been averaging like five, 6,000 steps a day here in the yeah. 
winterland that I'm living in. So yeah, it was just, it was so nice to be back and like see some other friends. I got to spend some time with my uh, cookbook co-author, Beth Lipton, who you got to meet in person and she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, so yeah. And then we got, I made you, uh, and my other friends try kava right at night instead of drinking, because this is the fun thing. So it was my birthday. That's kind of one of the reasons why what happened. My dog's barking. Oh, you muted yourself. That's okay. I thought something, I thought something bad happened. Lilo's coming to hang out. Um, real quick. Yeah. Bring her in. Hello. Okay. I haven't seen her for three minutes since the last time I saw her on Instagram. You little monster. Say hi. Hi. Does she YouTube. ever bark? Does she ever? Yeah, she was just barking. You didn't hear it? No, I didn't hear it at all. That's why I muted myself. She always well, seems so chill. Like oh she my does not seem like a hyperactive she's pretty dog. pretty chill, but she's also a big diva. Big well, diva. Aren't we if all? you're listening to this and you're not watching, you I know you're missing YouTube. out. You're missing the cutest little dog ever. You want to talk she to She is very cute. Lilo, She's say like, hi. Put me down right now. Say, eat more protein. She's like, eat I'm over protein. it. Protein. Yeah. So Rachel's okay. had a lot of caffeine today. <laughs> I right, like over caffeinated Rachel. I I like over caffeinated like, Rachel. It's like when I'm drunk, but I'm like, <sighs> I love like it. I'm just del- that- it's it's deliria. I'm just delirious that I just like come out and just like. See, if I had a coffee and then had one of those like nightmare energy drinks, I would be like the anxiety I would feel like I, because I don't really do well with caffeine anyway. I have my like Mm -hmm. one iced coffee a day and like, that's it. I really can't do more. But those drinks, I don't know, man, like the smell of them. It's just, I don't know what's in them. I don't want to know. Just nightmare inducing. Okay. We're getting off track. Back to Kava. Yeah. So I was on. like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe we'll get a little tipsy this weekend and like, you know, have some real good stories for people. Um, <laughs> but then I realized, cause I, we were there, you know, to meet up, uh, to meet and just to work and stuff, but it was also my birthday. So it was like, just made sense. Like, let's go to New York. Let's have fun. Let's, you know, whatever. So we went out to dinner that night and I realized that the collection of amazing women that were at that dinner, like none of us really are drinkers, probably of the four of us, I'm the biggest drinker and I will have a cocktail. Like, once every six to eight weeks. So like the collection of us are like Same. boring teetotalers who do not drink. Mm. So anyway, I was like, okay, so there's no point in like spending money on $25 New York cocktails that none of us oh really want. Um, but what I love is this Kava bar that's in St. Mark's. And I, it's funny. Cause when I posted about it, I had a lot of people in my stories being like, Oh, I love that stuff. Like, yeah, it's gross, but it's great. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because it's when I learned that's about a good it, tagline. Gross, but yeah, great. Yeah, it's gross, but it's great. Gross, but great. I mean, like a lot of booze is really, you just, it's an acquired taste. You get over it. Yeah. But that's why people drink cocktails because, you know, straight vodka isn't really delicious. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so kava is like this root, I guess, a powdered root. And it's been used in like ceremonial practices, I think in like the Pacific Islands. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the history. I read about it years ago when I first discovered it. And it's pretty popular, I feel like in like maybe on the West coast, but also in Florida, there's a lot of kava bars. Anyway, the idea is that this powdered drink in the proper amount kind of gives you some of the like chill euphoric vibes of like a couple nice glasses of wine, but without any of the like cognitive issues that you get. So you don't feel drunk. You don't feel out of control. You don't get hung over like none of the bad stuff, all of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good selling point. The downside is it really tastes disgusting like can you confirm yeah it's hard to drink 
and you have to drink like, what do you think? I think it was like, that had to have been at least six or eight ounces of liquid, right? Yeah, for sure. At least the first. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to drink it quickly. Like you don't sip it over time. Not that you'd want to. Um, So anyway, it's like one giant disgusting shot. And then within like 30 minutes, you're supposed to kind of start feeling this. And anyway, but the place in St. Mark's I loved, because it's like a very kind of like, I mean, it was small and kind of crowded and annoying that night, but it's like a very neighborhood vibe. Like the people Mm -hmm. who work there are always like super friendly and helpful. And I've gone there by myself once. Like, I'm not going to go to a bar by myself. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to do that. But like, this place was just very cool and fun and chill. And I really like the, the feeling of that particular, um, you know, mind uh, altering substance. Yeah. So anyway, I'd love to Even hear though they other- said that it wasn't really like a mind altering, right? Isn't that like one of the ones that like is more like a body euphoria and you, you don't have any like cognitive changes. So you're still like fully functioning and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what it is, but it's still, I think it still impacts your mind because it does something that makes you feel better. And that's not just a body thing. I don't know. It's just kind of like, it doesn't cognitively impair you, I guess. Although they did Mm -hmm. say like, similar to a lot of these, like quote unquote plant medicines, if you have too much, like you will barf and not the same way that you do from booze. Like it'll just kind of come out of nowhere, which I've never had that experience. But yeah. I'd love for people who are listening, if you've tried it, like I've even seen in some of the like biohacking circles, like it's in pill form or tincture form. Like people will mm-hmm. use it a lot, like similar to the way a lot of people use THC before bed to like chill out and just kind of calm the nerves, mm-hmm. calm the body. And I'm like very into that. So mm-hmm. I haven't tried any of the like tincture pill forms of it, but I'd be very interested. So if anybody knows anything about it, has experience with it, um, wants to tell a funny story about something they did while they were <laughs> drinking a lot of kava, then, or any other thing you want to tell us, you should email us at musclescienceforwomen at gmail.com. It's number four. Um, that's where we get a lot of our great questions, podcast questions too. So send us a message there. Um, and if, while you're at it, leave us a review on um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Great. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. And we consider it, it an, a late birthday present to me. Okay. Yes. I'd really appreciate that. Is it true? Cause I get a lot of people telling me like, Oh, I've, I, I want to leave a review, but like Spotify doesn't let me, or there's like different, there's different, yeah. some of the different platforms, like don't let you review and rate things. It's like, well, then how the heck are we supposed to get people to yeah. support us in any way? You know what I mean? Like it's kind of making Spotify it lets you do the rating, the stars. So like click five stars, right? Um, mm-hmm. iTunes lets you do the rating and, re- and yeah. the review. And then, okay. you know, YouTube, if you comment, yeah. like if you're subscribed and you comment on the video, that helps to give us, mm-hmm. you know, some good yeah. stuff there. Yeah. Um, okay. But we have something else to talk about, which I am very, very excited about. All right. Let me, let me tell the initial story. I know you're I'm talking tell a lot. It. No, but then you, you, you kind you of follow talk. up. Okay. Yeah, no, we'll I see. don't need to talk. I'll just look at you and listen. Well, we'll, 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 we'll get coach to weigh in here in a minute, but I like your, okay. um, eyeshadow today, by the way. Oh, you thank you. Really I, I put some makeup on. I really tried. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I put like one little burp of yeah, but your mascara. You can't see it. You're young and naturally cute. You don't have to put mm-hmm. effort in. So I just have to put a couple more years worth of effort in because I oh, just, please. you know, anywho. Anyway, so. you're only 21. Exactly. Like, what? Exactly. I turned 21. A it was your 21 first birthday. Yeah. Totally believable. Okay. All right. So tell the story. 
or while we were hanging out and we were talking business, we were talking life. And I was, I mentioned offhand to Rachel that I have a photo shoot coming up and Rachel knows all about prepping for photo shoots because she's done some pretty amazing hardcore ones recently, video shoots for her business. And I hadn't thought about like prepping in any way for this because it's not a fitness photo shoot. It's not like a something to promote my coaching business or some, just any reason why I need to be in like particularly good shape. But I was kind of mentioning that like, I was feeling, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I was feeling like just a little bit like, I don't know, bored and kind of in a rut, just not really putting a ton of effort into anything fitness wise. And that's okay, you know, for some periods of your life. And I was obviously prioritizing other things for a long time. Um, but I just felt like I was coming back into a place where like, I wanted to get my nutrition a little bit more dialed in. I wanted to like, look a little bit better than I look now, just a little bit. And it was a good opportunity. Like I've got this photo shoot because as we've talked about a ton before, it really does help to have some kind of goal to work towards. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, but I kind of just put it off and I've waited too long and I've only got like eight weeks left. So like, I'll probably just screw it and just not do anything. Cause I don't, I'm not that motivated. <laughs> and Rachel was like, oh no, 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 that's, I'm going to, I'm going to help you do that. She I'm was like, like I, I, wait. well, you said, you kind of said like, like hypothetically too, because I guess you were probably feeling out, but you were like, I would like, it, it would be so hilarious, like awesome slash funny to like coach you through this, like do it. And I was like, yeah. all right, well let's do it then because it's not, it's not every day that like a good high performance, like high level coach just says like, Hey, I'll like help you out with this. So I'm like, I'll take advantage of that. Um, <laughs> You're like, do I have to pay? I'm like, no, you just have to not waste my time. Yes. And then when I said that, Ashley was like, Oh, Oh, well, can I just Ooh. pay you instead and waste your time a little bit? Um, no, but it's funny because I'm just like that, you know, I've had coaches before I pay for coaches, you pay for coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's another thing that I haven't had for a really long time. I just haven't put a ton of effort. And with that said, that doesn't mean that I haven't eaten healthy and exercised and take taken care of my health, but I've been in a very maintenance. This is not my top priority for a long time now. And it's just, mm -hmm. I think it would just be a cool little kickstart fun project to do this. Um, and then also of course, for us to share it. And that was of course the first thing Rachel said, she's like, we have to talk about it on the podcast because then you'll do it. <laughs> I was yes. like, all right, that's legit. That's in true. Stone. And of course it has since kind of steamrolled, uh, into something that is more intense, of course, than I wanted it to be. So it's going to be an interesting navigation, but I did say like, you know, I'm not new to this. I've done this stuff before. You know, you don't have mm -hmm. to worry about me being like a total diva or like fighting you at every turn. Um, I do think that one of the things that will make this challenging for both of us is not what people think, not the fact that we're business partners and friends. Yeah. I don't actually think that's going to be a problem at all because I think we're very good at communicating and just not being dicks. Um, <laughs> but what I think will be, what I think will be difficult. First of all, we have eight weeks not a yeah. long time. And you and I both are on the same page that like, nobody's doing some crazy starvation crash diet. I'm not going to do 90 minutes of cardio a day. I don't have the time or the inclination to do that. So it will be challenging because it's a short period of time. And also because I'm, and I want to talk about this with you in real time, because mm -hmm. we haven't really mentioned this, but I'm kind of like reticent. I don't, I don't really want to have like a specific, like, I want to try to lose eight pounds or I want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. have like body measurement changes. Like, of course, the point of this is to 
get back a little, like I've been eating surplus calories for years, um, to kind of rein that in a little bit, obviously to lose a couple pounds, to look a little bit more, um, defined and mm-hmm. the T word no. for this T-word. picture or for this photo shoot. But I don't, you know, in the past, I think it's been when I've done bodybuilding preps and stuff, it's very obvious what the end goal has to be. Whereas in this case, I want to purposely kind of leave it open-ended. And I was t- thinking about this today that I think one of the reasons for that is because it would be fine to say like, oh, it's reasonable that you could lose five to seven pounds in the next two months or whatever. But if for some reason that doesn't happen, then it's sort of setting me up to be like disappointed when there, it wasn't a failure. Like if we do this together and I'm compliant and I feel better and look better at the end of this, that's what the win is. So it's yes. like, I don't want to put numbers onto it. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's kind of like 100%. my initial thoughts. But yeah, no, yeah, I love that. And the only like, and we can kind of talk about this too. And and this is what we're going <clears> to <throat> try to kind of document as we go. Um, and, and really, I do want to make sure that everybody understands from the get go that like, this is not what, like, if someone coming to me was like, Hey, I'm, I have a photo shoot in eight weeks or whatever. Like I could work with that, but that is definitely not the ideal, right? Like we, it take, this takes time. Yeah the reason why I'm able to do this with you is because I know that you are one, like, I just know, like we talked about communication is there. Like you're, you're going to, you're not going to waste my time. That's one thing. The second thing is like, you are advanced. Like you have done, you've done a show before you've been doing this for a while. Like, you know what you need to focus on. So we don't need to go through like a foundations phase and get you learning how to track your macros and eating enough protein and eating enough whole foods and nutrients and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, all that. So Mm -hmm. there is kind of a, um, you know, a more like when you're more advanced, right. You are able to push a little harder and potentially, you know, take a shorter timeline here. So I just want to make it super clear that like eight weeks is a very short period of time, especially like starting just like, we just like, Hey, let's do this. Like there was no plan to do it. Um, so I want to make sure that's clear for, for everybody Mm -hmm. listening. Like, that that's clear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing was also just kind of understanding that if we do want to see some, some, you know, at least some significant, like significant is relative, but yeah. you know, getting to a place where you feel really comfortable and like not really being any end goal with the numbers or anything like that, but we do have to get pretty aggressive with the timeline in terms of like going into a steeper deficit versus someone who, if they didn't have an eight week timeline, it was longer. It's like, all right, that wouldn't make sense to go that aggressive because we have to kind of look at it as like a dial. So the kind of more time you have, the less aggressive you can get in the shorter period, you want to get a little bit more aggressive. Um, and that is also the case because you won't be able to maintain this for longer than a short period, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So the more aggressive you go, typically the shorter timeline you have, if that's what you're doing and then, you know, et cetera. And -hmm. then just kind of saying one more thing with the number side of things, you know, we're not really paying attention to like the ending scale number or the ending measurements. Like we don't really have, like you said, but those will help, you know, all of the data as, <laughs> as you're loving your so Excel sheet right now. Data. Yeah. I am a data nerd. And yes. the reason for that is because I just, there's so many different variables that go into just day-to-day stuff, right? Nutrition, all that stuff, like how your body responds to things. And like the more data, the more information objectively 
that I can have. It just allows me to, especially with a shorter timeline, allows me to make quicker and more accurate adjustments, right? Mm-hmm. So when we have more data, more accuracy within that data, we're able to make objective, um, you know, objective views of what's happening versus like the subjectivity side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's why I love the data. So a couple other things too, as we talk about this, because I do think it could be like useful at best and entertaining at worst for our listeners to like <laughs> go through this process with us. Right. Um, and because it's only eight weeks and we do like a podcast a week, like we don't want to dedicate every episode to this, but maybe we like mention it off the top and then maybe mm-hmm. we do like another one at the end or something. I don't know, whatever people kind of want, but, and we're just discussing this in real time, but like I wonder, and I wish, I hope that maybe people will give us some feedback about what kind of like information they want. Cause I, another thing I'm like concerned about is of course people always want, like you said, they're going to want data, but data in a way that like, isn't necessarily helpful for them. Right. Because I know for a fact that like we announce this on social media and people are gonna be like, well, how many calories are you eating? And like how many, you know? And so part of me is part of me is like, first of all, it's completely unique and individual any of my numbers like that are not going to apply to you or be useful to you anyway. So like none your business. Um, but, but also it's like, I, I worry a little bit from the perspective of us being in our own little humble corner of the internet. Like we are educators, right. And our entire goal is helping women be happy and healthy and fit. Right. And so mm-hmm. I worry a little bit about, um, I think what we're doing is going to be healthy and like reasonable and whatever, but it is still kind of a bit of like an extreme eight weeks. Right. And so I kind of, I just don't want people to think like, you know, they do all this talking about like eating properly and not starving yourself. And here I am going on like a deficit diet for eight weeks. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are they doing? Right. But like, can you make me feel better about that? Because I do feel a little weird about it. Yeah. So I mean, I think that like we've, we've been talking about this, right. Kind of what I mentioned in the beginning about, um, this being like you being more advanced, right. So you having the knowledge to actually be able to do this, um, and to, you know, do it in a way that is the healthiest way possible. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing to realize is like, there are so many different ways to go about these different things. Um, and no matter what, in terms of like dieting and trying to lose body fat, like, I think what's important is what you said in the beginning, you've spent the better half of like the last, how many years, like not dieting three plus. Yeah. Yeah. Three plus years, not in a deficit. That is important. Um, and that is why you will probably respond very, very well because you have not had your body has not been in a deficit. Um, in three years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that is great. And that's what should be the case for most everybody, right? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be, you know, spending your life in a a fat loss phase or a deficit. Um, and so that's what we do talk about, because if you do that, you're just gonna, your results are going to be crappy. They're not going to last. You're not going to be able to build muscle. Like all the things we talk about still apply. Um, and I think that is what people should definitely understand. Cause that yeah. is really important. Um, mm-hmm. that, so, yeah, that actually not, does yeah. make me feel better. That does make me feel better. And yeah, cool. like the reality too, is that, you know, if this was something that was 
deeply unhealthy for me, period, which it is for some people, like some kind of very short, intense, like fat loss phase, um, for whatever reason, like I would hope that I would know that and not enter into it. You at some point would probably clue in and that would be, that would probably stop it. Like I maybe, you know, it's just like, it's not for everybody. Um, and if it is for you, it's temporarily, and it's for a specific thing and you have to have support and guidance, not only in the process of doing it, but also coming back out the other end. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. And we will definitely have like a plan for after the plan, Mm -hmm. like you always have to have a plan for afterwards. And then also, again, we don't have, we don't have to share specific numbers. We can be general with it based off what you're comfortable with. But I think it's also important. Again, this goes back to like spending three years eating a ton of food. Yeah. You have, this is something that people need to understand because I didn't understand this for a long time. Your body adapts to what you do. Like it's so smart. It's going to, if you're doing something for a long period of time, it will adapt to that. And if you are someone who has been eating a low amount of calories for a long period of time, it's not that your metabolism is broken, quote unquote, that people think like I have a slow metabolism. I can't eat more than, you know, 1800 calories because of my metabolism. That's not what's happening. What's happening is you have been going into deficits too often and you have been eating too little food, those two things combined for long periods of time, your body is going to adapt to that amount of food that you're consuming and try to survive off of it. Right. And if you don't build your calories back up strategically through like a reverse diet, for example, you, you try to go back into a fat loss phase, you're going to have to drop your calories to very low amounts in order to actually see things happen. And so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of misinformation out there when it comes to you know, these crash diets and these, you know, 1200 calorie things, because people, it, it is, is true. Like if you've been eating, if you're a hundred, I don't, I don't want to put up specific numbers behind this, but if you're a grown woman and you're maintaining on 1700 calories, like truly maintaining on that, and you're not like kind of, you know, very petite, right. If you're very, very petite, that's another, that's another mm-hmm. scenario. But for, for most women, if you're truly maintained on 1700 calories, that is because either you literally don't move at all throughout Mm. the day, like less than a thousand steps a day Mm -hmm. or, and, or you've been eating that amount for so long that your body has adapted down to that. It doesn't mean that that's where you, you should be at. It just means that your body has adapted that low calorie intake for so long. And then if you try to go into a a deficit or a fat loss phase, or even for this matter, get more aggressive and really go into an aggressive deficit, you are going to have to eat 12,000 calories or Mm -hmm. 1100 calories, sorry, 1200 calories, not 12,000, 1200 calories or 1100 calories to see the progress that you want to see in that timeline. And that is not because again of, you know, your metabolism breaking, it's because you've allowed your body to adapt to that. So before you can even think about going into a deficit, we need to work your calories back up, right? Mm -hmm. Get your body adapted to a higher intake, be comfortable with maybe gaining a little bit of weight. It's not, doesn't have to be like a ton of weight. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a few pounds, get yourself there for like months eating, you know, that amount of food or a good amount of food. And then potentially down the line, you can go back into a fat loss phase because mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't understand that. And then with, again, with your body adapting to, it also takes a hit on your hormones and all of that. And just makes everything just so much harder. Um, so to wrap that all up, I just want to, again, 
say that like, I know the calories that you've been eating. Um, and for your, like for your body weight and for you and your size, like kind of your height and weight, just kind of the calculations I make in my head, like you are eating a solid amount of calories, um, Mm -hmm. to be able to do this. And, and so that's what, you know, there's a lot more to it, but hopefully does that kind of make sense in terms of like, Absolutely. And I mean, it makes okay. me feel better about this process too, because I'm really entering into it in kind of like the best possible way, which is Literally, again, yes. yeah, like crazy surplus that my body is absolutely accustomed to. And just for, to make people feel a little bit better about this too, because we do get so many um, questions and comments about like, you know, what's the bulk about? Cause like, I want to build muscle, but I really don't mm-hmm. want to get fat or gain all this fat. And like, I have essentially been doing a, a bulk for like, the, except well, not really working out well, let me just, Can let me I, just finish my thought. Let yeah, me just finish but my I just thought. want to say something. Okay. Go ahead. You're not actually in a surplus, right? Be- because you're not, like, you've been maintaining your weight, right? So it's no longer a surplus, but, it, well, okay, exactly, but now let me, this is what I'm trying to say. your calories up. Okay. Listen, too much caffeine on both of us. Too much caffeine. No, but what I was saying is I think I am in a surplus, but not as much as you would think. Like, if I told you what I think my average calories are, you'd be like, based on generally you and your size, that seems like a pretty significant surplus. When I think it's actually a a little bit of a surplus because I am, I'm a few pounds heavier than what I would love to kind of effortlessly sit at. Um, But what I want the women listening to feel better about is the amount more that I'm eating does not, uh, like directly correlate with like how much more I weigh. Like, again, if I didn't know anything about how bodies worked and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I ate this way and this much, and then I'm going to take three years and eat this much more. And this way I'd be like, shit, I'd gain 25 pounds. Like I'd look, I wouldn't even look like the same person. And not only that, but in those years I got pregnant. I had a gym shut down. My workouts were completely different. And the changes to my body, because again, I wasn't eating garbage. I didn't stop moving. I didn't stop taking care of myself. I just gradually ate more and worked out less <laughs> gradually. And the changes to my body were minimal. They weren't non-existent, but they weren't enough that I'm like, oh, this is like ruined my life. And now I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, so take some comfort in the fact that just like ideally you want to lose fat in a slow, sustainable, progressive way that's kind of how you want to like gain muscle as well. Right. Like you want to do it in a way that's your body doesn't have to like freak out and gain 20 pounds and feel like garbage. You can do it in a way that's super sustainable. Um, yeah, but I will say one other thing I want to say, cause we're very early in this process. Like I haven't even gotten my diet macros yet. Like we're still in the, like in the information gathering, but one thing I will say, and I think this probably isn't news to anybody, but it's just important to reiterate the value of a coach. Um, and of course we could go down a rabbit hole of like the right coach for you and blah, blah, blah. But if, when you find a good coach, the value of a coach is so many things, but one of the foundational values is just feeling like you have somebody, you know, on your side, supporting you, helping you, but also like keeping an eye on you, dude, because (laughs) Literally the first, of course, you gave me all these spreadsheets and it took me like an hour to figure out what was going on. It was like a whole thing, but the first three days, you haven't told me to do anything. You haven't said, walk this much, do this stuff, eat this way. You just said, just fill the stuff out. And not only am I being more mindful, like I, this week, it's been super, super cold here. It's like minus 10, minus 15. I'm going out for my night walks, shorter ones. 
I would not have done that maybe if I wasn't like, oh, I'm kind of paying attention to my steps here and it doesn't look great. And like, I've got a goal. So I'm going out for my little walks and the food, it hasn't changed dramatically. I haven't, you know, been doing too much, but like probably I'm eating a little bit less because I'm like, I'm not going to have that second dinner or that like (laughs) snack that I don't really need. You know what I mean? It's just been kind Mm -hmm. of making me more mindful. And that's so valuable because again, I could on paper do this goal. If I wanted to lose five, 10 pounds, even in the next two months, I have the tools to do that myself. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly how to do it. I could even take an old bodybuilding, um, prep thing that I have somewhere in my, you know, whatever, and go follow that. But I wouldn't do it because you need a coach to support (laughs) you and watch over you and help you, you know, and it can seem like a little bit accountability. It's so, so crucial. And it's so undervalued. Um, and it's huge. And that's why you have a coach. That's why elite professionals have coaches, even when they know exactly what they're supposed to do. It's just, it's so valuable. So anyway. Yeah, no. And I was, I was going to say the same thing. Like if you don't have accountability and, and this is something too, like, obviously we talked about like, you're, you're not like, I'm not charging you for this, but there is another sense of accountability for you because you know, again, that you're not going to waste my time, mm-hmm. um, to do this. And that, you know, that I, I am looking at yourself, like, you know, every day, yeah. even if I don't say anything, like I'm spying on you. Like I see your spreadsheets. No, I you have are. that. <laughs> um, so you don't have to an, tell me, I know. Yeah. So like when, you know, someone's looking at, and you've committed to, to that too, the amount of just awareness that Mm -hmm. just happens automatically every single Mm -hmm. day is literally, you cannot compare that to anything else. And that is why, like you said, I have my own coach. I don't even have like any type of body composition goals right now, but I'm still have a coach because I have other goals, health goals, things like that anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, and then like, even if you were paying me, that would even be an extra because that would be a financial incentive of having a stake in the game where you're putting your hard-earned money into something, you know for sure that you're going to pay attention to that. Um, You you pay attention. One of the sayings I heard, and I was like, this is so true, and uh, that's why I pay my coach. You pay attention to what you pay for. Mm -hmm. That is, it's true. Money is motivation, and that's just true for everybody. So anyway, you know, not saying, not trying to like convince people to you're like, you're like, you better coach. give me a bonus. If I, if I look <laughs> real good in that photo shoot, Rachel's yeah. getting a, Rachel's getting yeah. a performance bonus. No. Um, but I just want to quickly go back to what you were saying too, just to finish that up with the, the calories. Um, when you said like you were in a surplus, you were probably in a, in a slight, in a slight surplus, like you mentioned, you know, in the beginning of those three mm-hmm. years, but again, your body adapted to that. Mm-hmm. And this is important to understand. It's because we do have a maintenance range, which means that like your maintenance intake is going to be not just one number, right? There's going to be a range depending on how much you're moving throughout the day, you know, what your protein intake is like, how much you're sleeping, sleeping does affect stuff like that. Um, and then also like how much you've been eating for a period of time. And so you've basically built up yourself to kind of be able to consume a higher top end of your maintenance. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that is what we, that's what we're going for. We want to be consuming as many calories as possible to be able to maintain within whatever, a few pounds, um, and eating as much as possible. However, just to, to make this clear that like, there is a cap, like you can't just continue to eat and eat and eat 
and and go beyond you know that like mm -hmm. there is a cap based off of your body weight um your height things like that so mm -hmm. i just want to make sure make sure that that's clear too because if someone's listening they're like oh i could just like if i work my way up eat, <laughs> yeah yeah you and, and that's why the data is important and paying attention yeah. to that and having someone to uh, to help you with that if you aren't sure where you're going um mm -hmm. i think that's important too so just want to make cool. that clear Cool. So we'll, we'll wrap this up now. Cause again, we haven't even really started, but I think one kind of cool thing that we can do as we continue on, and this is actually what I used to do with my bodybuilding preps. And this was years ago when like people, I don't know, still like wrote blog posts. I know you, you actually post some things sometimes, but you know what I mean? Like people aren't reading yeah. like long, long form blogs anymore. Anyway, I had a different website and I was like blogging about the bodybuilding prep experience. And I think people really enjoyed it because, you know, I may be biased, but I thought I was pretty funny and entertaining, but I also like, I kind of came at it slightly from an outsider's perspective. And I talked about stuff that I feel like people don't always talk about, like just weird behind the scenes stuff. And so mm -hmm. I'd like to, you know, hopefully for our listeners who maybe have never had a coach, have never done a prep, who are interested in this stuff, who are, you know, thinking about maybe whether they want to do something like just to hear some of the like realities of what it's like, and maybe the challenges or maybe the, the communication stuff that comes up or doesn't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and the first thing, the first like logistical thing that I just wanted to mention, and again, we haven't even really started prepping yet. And this is an experience that I had back in the day, but it's coming back up again. And I, I just want to mention it. Cause I think it's something that people maybe don't think about a lot when you're trying to hit a certain calorie or like macro composition every day, right? It, at the beginning, when you haven't done it, it's kind of a little bit of work because there is some like math and tweaking and moving around that you maybe are not used to doing. Um, like for example, again, because I have just eaten whatever for the longest time. Um, and I really looking at my macros, I'm like, I'm kind of like, um, like high protein, high fat, moderate carb. Like I'm almost sort of like high everything, everything. Yeah. And so it like is going to take some effort to, you know, obviously we're going to keep that protein high and then we're going to kind of manage whatever's left, right. As per my interest and preference. Um, but you know, when I'm looking at it with the aim of like, keep that protein really high, ideally from real food sources, and maybe you don't want your fat to be sky high over the next eight weeks, because that's a very calorie dense, macro, it's very easy to overeat fat. It takes some work to figure out, okay, well, what are some like whole food sources? Cause I don't want to be just like eating, you know, protein shakes all day to hit my protein count. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and then, you know, if I'm eating something that has protein, but there's also carbs in it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, well, the carbs got high and I didn't know what happened, whatever. So it's just like getting me back into the routine of like, it's good to plan this stuff out ahead of time. It's good to like consider what's happening all week and what meal prepping and stuff. This all sounds like common sense to you, I'm sure, because you're very on top of these things. But for me, I'm like, I'm looking in my fitness pal and I'm planning the day and I'm like, okay, this is great. I've got 150 grams of protein and also 130 grams of fat. Like I need to figure something <laughs> out here. You know what I mean? It's just, it's interesting. And I, so I get when people, it can be a hurdle for people. It can be overwhelming. It can be like frustrating and it can seem annoying. Like, why do I have to put so much like mental energy into thinking about what I eat? But it can be, if it's not insanely um, anxiety inducing for you, it can be a really cool um, temporary exercise to again, just kind of bring more awareness to what you're eating, how much you're eating, where you're lacking. And also just the concept too, that like most foods are not one thing, right? Like if you're eating mm -hmm. like 
white fish and broccoli, which who in the world wants to do that all day, every day. But like most things, you know, I eat a lot of like red meat. I eat a lot of like fattier meat. So like that's going to impact. And maybe that just means less carbs, which, okay, we'll, you know, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. Um, but it really is like taking a lot more mental energy again. I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay. I got to like put effort yeah. into this. It's interesting. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to share yeah. that. No. Yeah. And that is, and we'll kind of wrap up in, in a few minutes, but that is important to, I'm glad you made that point because even for me, like when I'm eating at maintenance or whatever, and then I do go into a fat loss phase, like you just have to, you have to make some adjustments, um, with the, maybe some of the types of foods, um, that you're eating. And, and I want to just make sure that we preface this too. Like you said, I've been eating whatever I want. That is like, whatever Ashley wants is meat and whole foods and some mm. chocolate here and there. And then maybe like some other stuff once in a while sure. it's again. So she has like yes. her stuff dialed in. Um, yes. but it takes just like anything else, it takes effort. And the, in the beginning, it takes more effort, um, mm-hmm. because you're just adapting it. You're learning, you're like getting back into it. Right. But a lot of people give up in that beginning period because they're like, this is too hard. I can't do this for eight, even eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 mm-hmm. weeks. But if you just give it a little bit of time, it becomes so much easier and things click. And the more simple you keep it, the easier it's going to be. Um, and like just a, a, a quick example for you, like you're used to eating fattier cuts of meat, right? And that's totally fine. And like, if you can keep that and work that in, you know, while still being able to eat enough carbs for your, you know, make sure that you're recovering and performance in the gym and all that. We didn't talk about the training program that you're following now, which. Yeah, uh, that'll be next episode because I have some things to say. (laughs) Um, But it's just simple. The simplest way I would, that I would suggest, and this is me giving your first coaching, uh, coaching, um, whatever. I don't even know the word anymore because advice, there we go is I would say, okay, you know, if your fat is too high for what you want it to be, I would be like, Hey, let's swap one of your meats for today for a leaner cut. Not saying like you have to completely go all lean chicken breasts, blah, 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 gross Mm -hmm. stuff that some people don't like. I mean, I enjoy it, but let's take one. Like if you're eating a ribeye for dinner, you know, maybe we move that to a filet or, Mm -hmm. you know, a New York strip that is like, you're maybe you're not eating like the fatty strip part of it. Mm -hmm. So that's just the easiest way to bring the fat down a bit. Or if you're eating, you're used to eating 85, 15 ground beef. Okay. For the next few weeks, let's do 92, eight or 93, seven or 96, four. If you really want to, that's just going to be able to keep your protein where it's at and then drop the fat a little bit. And yeah, maybe it's not the thing that you enjoy the most, but there are sacrifices you have Mm -hmm. to make when you're doing this and that's something yeah. to understand. Right. And it's not forever, but when you have a specific goal like this, there's some sacrifices you have to make. And if you're smart about those sacrifices, you will likely not feel them that yeah. much after you get used to it after like a week or so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, just wanted to like make that kind of little. Yeah. It's a very good point. And it yeah. also speaks to making this less of a horrible torture, torturous chore that people, again, like people want to go so extreme where it's like, I normally eat a ribeye and the fattiest ground beef I can find, but that's not diet food. So I guess I'll just eat like tilapia and like white chicken breast for eight weeks. It's like, no, you don't have to, like you just have to, but you do, as you said, have to put a little more effort in at the beginning to figure out the 
the, you know, the math and like, make Mm -hmm. sure you can still include some foods you love, but you're going to have to make some sacrifices and you're going to have to make some adjustments and it's temporary and it's fine. And I will say, because I am the queen of authentic sponsorship segues, um, our sponsor today, Active Stacks is actually going to come in really handy for me. Um, because I have been kind of, you know, for somebody who loves protein while reducing my calories, I have been kind of looking at things and being like, okay, like I could end the day and I'm at around like, you know, 115 grams or something. Like I really want like just a little bit more boost. And like Mm -hmm. previously I was eating, um, you know, active stacks or protein powder only for like baking or making my, um, ice cream, my Ninja creamy ice creams or whatever. Like I didn't need it. I was just using it as like a treat basically, but I have a feeling it's going to like actually come in significantly more handy over the next eight weeks to like just round out the protein. Um, so I appreciate you guys. Thank you for keeping me stocked up in the chocolate flavor, which is my favorite it has real cocoa powder in it. So it actually is like, tastes it's so good, ridiculous. It's so good. I've had, I've had, uh, some listeners who have tried it, like who have used our code and they're like, this is like fully the best tasting chocolate protein powder I've ever had. And it legit is it's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so good for my morale as I'm like eating less yeah. calories over the next eight weeks. Yeah. So thank you, Active Stacks. You guys are great. If you want to try the delicious chocolate protein powder that we can't stop talking about, use the code MSW10, activestacks.com, and uh, they will hook you up and you will not regret it. It's delicious. So yeah, thanks guys. Awesome. Um, all right. So well, I think we, think we should done? wrap this up. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm just going to say too, like anybody who's listening to this, um, we're going to be documenting this over the next you know, few months and probably We'll, we'll document beyond the photo shoot too, because again, it doesn't stop when the photo shoot, it's not like Ashley hit her photo shoot day and she's done. It's like, no, like we still yeah. have work to do after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be documenting this for a while. So please send in like any questions you have. Um, another yeah. thing that would help is if like, even, you know, on social media, just kind of, you know, helping us to help you too. take a screenshot of the episode while you're listening to it, post it yes. to your story, tag us. And then that will let us know that you're interested in this and we can, you can DM us, DM us any of your questions um, or post the question even on your story or whatever. Um, that will help us to kind of gear how we go about uh, the next, you know, few episodes through the, the photo shoot prep. Love that. Um, also guys, uh, pray to the, pray <laughs> to the gym and macro gods for me that I make it through <laughs> eight weeks. I'm in good hands. I'm in good hands, but it's going to be intense. So follow along and uh, see how it goes. All right. Thanks guys. Bye.